The message you're about to hear has been made possible by the continued financial support of the friends and partners of Faith Hill. To find out more about how to become a partner, be sure to visit faithhill.tv. Hello guys, welcome to another episode of Grace in the Marketplace, the podcast, and uh, we have Ashley Teradez back, uh, and what are we going to be talking about this time? Well, today we're going to be talking about the purpose of prosperity. The purpose of prosperity. And, you know, if you don't understand the purpose of something, it's going to get abused or it's going to get neglected. Right. I remember a story one time of a lady buying her elderly father an iPad, you know, an iPad tablet, and um, she went to visit him a few months later. And um, she said, how do you like my, the Christmas present, Dad? And he said, oh, I love it. And he was in the kitchen. He was chopping carrots on it and put it in the dishwasher. No washing, washing it up in the sink. <laughs> he didn't even know what it was. He thought it was a chopping board, like a cutting board, you know. And um, this $500 cutting board, you know, and it, because he didn't understand the purpose of it. So if you don't understand the purpose of something, you're either going to abuse it or neglect it. That's powerful. And I feel like, you know, with uh, pr- prosperity, mm-hmm. this is why so many people just reject it. It's because they haven't taken time out to ask why. What's, yeah. what's the why? Why does God want us to prosper? I read a book a few years ago by a gentleman called Simon Sinek. It's called Start With The Why. Mm. You know, uh, what's the purpose of prosperity? What would you say is the purpose according to the Bible? Well, you know, 2 Corinthians 9, 8, 2 Corinthians 9, 8. Uh, chapter 9, verse 8. And that, that chapter is all about finances. So is, yep. so is chapter 8. But um, 2 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 8, Paul says, God is able to make all grace abound towards you. So there's a grace for this, first of all. Yeah. All grace abound towards you, that you having all sufficiency in all things may, may have an abundance, or ha- may abound, may have an abundance for every good work. Come on. So really, um, God wants to meet our needs, but it doesn't end there. Mm. it's having an abundance or abounding to every good work. And I think when we make it about us, that's one way it can get abused. Now it's all about how much stuff can I have, how much things can I get, how much money can I accumulate. Mm. And I know that some people have seen the, the prosperity gospel. I don't even believe in the prosperity yeah. gospel. In fact, I was in, uh, uh, in Africa and, right. and a pastor said to me, you know... Um, I wasn't that pastor. You right? wasn't that pastor. He was a different <laughs> pastor. He was a good pastor. But he said to me, some people have been complaining about me having you into my church because they say you're a prosperity gospel teacher. Oh, wow. So I stood up in the pulpit and the first thing I said to him was, the prosperity gospel is a lie. Come on. And you can see the pastor's face like... What? And I said, there's the gospel. Come on. One of the side effects is prosperity. Just like, you know, 2 Corinthians 5.21, we get righteousness. It's right. 1 Peter 2.24, we get healing. Right. Well, 2 Corinthians 8.9, we get uh, riches, we get wealth, we get provision. Right. But it's not about a prosperity gospel. We should never seek prosperity. We should seek the Lord. Right. And the Lord brings us prosperity when we do things His way. Man, that's powerful that you bring up 2 Corinthians 9 verse 8. I like it in the New Living Translation. It says, and God will generously provide everything you need. Come on. And you will always have everything that you need. And watch what it says after that. It says, and you will have plenty left over to share with others. Plenty. And it's interesting that he put the word plenty on the sharing with others side of the ledger. That's good. And, uh, you know, the reason... Uh, for that is because if you look at it, you know, from a, a, a real practical perspective, uh, you can only consume so much. Right. You know, so God is not even going to uh, put the emphasis on consumption because you can only consume uh, so much. I've been to one of these restaurants and I was sharing, you know, yesterday, not you know, eat all you, you can. can. 
Italy so again, right? They don't have them in England. So when I come to America, it was a new thing for me. It's crazy. I so I've, too been, much. I've been to those restaurants oh, yeah. with the with the sole purpose, the unmitigated goal of making them regret ever coming up with such a dumb idea. You want to get your money's worth. I want to get my money's worth. I'm, you know, in my mind, I'm planning to go for 10 plates. Oh, wow. You know, I want to consume. <laughs> but I'll tell you this. After about one and a half plates, I feel like, man, mm-hmm. I can't do any further. But here's the truth. I could do some real damage if I went into those places with a community in mind. Come I mean, on. just grabbing plates and walking outside and Come handing on. them over to people who are looking for food and who are struggling. And wow. I believe... That's the real purpose of prosperity. It is we can start fully taking advantage of the grace of prosperity when we do not make it about consumption. When we start thinking about how we can be a blessing. And that's why I like Teradez Ministries. That's why I like Andrew Womack Ministries. That's why I like Billy and Becky Epperhart. You are some of the few people that I've heard brag on the correct uh, a type of prosperity. When I hear you guys brag on prosperity, you're never bragging on consumption. You're always bragging on how many people you're reaching. You know, we're reaching uh, this amount of people with the gospel. We're giving away this amount of product for free. And and man, I'm like, this is the real purpose of prosperity. Amen. It is to be a blessing you know, to others, and it's so encouraging. It's an example for us. You know, when I see ministers like yourself and Billy and Andrew, that you know what you can actually have a, a renewing of the mind to start thinking the right uh, way about the God kind of prosperity. Amen. Such a blessing. Amen. And it makes you know it's it's, it's God's heart, right? To, for us yeah. always to. But the the thing is, then we can even take that to extremes sometimes, and people make it right. well. The only reason God blesses you is so you can help others, or or you know um, you can live simply so that you, others can simply live and all that. But right. no, God wants to bless us as well. He does. And as the money comes through, there's yeah. always plenty for us. Come right? on. Is it? Come and, on. And so so yes, yeah, it's, it's amazing how when we make God, you know, Matthew six thirty three. I'm sure everyone knows this, but when you seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, right. all these things will be added. And what things were these? These things are the things, the clothes, the food, the yeah. houses, the things that the Gentiles seek. Right. God's just going to add them to us supernaturally. And we'll have extra and we'll have to extra. give it away. And I'm telling you, Tafar, my testimony is me and my wife Carly have, have always tried to put giving first. Hmm. And now the, the top line of any type of budgets or goals we have financially is always giving first. Come on. And then the other things... They come. And it's amazing how we live a better lifestyle, putting God first. Wow. When I was in full-time business, uh, probably 15 years ago, and I was really going after making money, it was okay. But then when I, I, I turned, I went to Bible school, and I put God first. Come on. And I said, God, I don't mind living simply. I'm just going gonna, gonna to do it for you and, and, and put you first. I actually lived a better lifestyle. Wow. Giving away much more money yeah. and living a better lifestyle with less effort. Come on. And putting God first. I so, mean, it's like you... you you're living a better lifestyle with your focus on being a giver than you did when your focus was on trying to live a better lifestyle. Yeah, I'm trying to consume and trying to get <laughs> you know it for myself. It's so true. He you who finds his, who loses his life finds it, right? Yeah, yeah. And Acts 20, 35, Acts 20, 35, uh, they, uh, I believe it's Luke quoting Jesus. He said, it's more blessed to give than to receive. Come on. It is more blessed to give than to receive. And I'm telling you, I love receiving. I, I love it when people give things to me and do that. But I'm t- I still get more of a blessing, more of a buzz, more of a, more of a thrill when I give to other people than when I take for myself. It's exciting, you know, when, 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 when you realize that really uh, God has called us to be a blessing. As yeah. you know, I grew up in poverty. I mean, I grew up in a three-roomed house. Uh, I used to sleep under the kitchen table. Mm-hmm. 
there's nothing glorious about poverty. Maybe mm. we need to just settle that. You know, mm. there's nothing glorious about poverty. I, I grew up poor. There was nothing glorious about it. People talk about learning from uh, struggle. I didn't learn a single thing except to uh, adjust, you know, my mm. back slipping on a cold floor just to mm. try and find an angle. That's the only thing I can. I can think it's only of religion that I and turn it around and make it a blessing. You know and what I mean? And disguise poverty as a blessing. It's no, not it's like not. sickness. Yeah. Sickness is never a blessing. Come on. Health and healing is a blessing. Yeah. Poverty is never a blessing. It wasn't. I mean, having the teacher call out your name in front of everybody because your school fees was overdue. Mm. I mean, it wasn't a blessing trying to uh, rub your toothbrush on your washing soap mm. just so you can get some foam to brush your teeth. It wasn't a blessing, you know. Uh, um, having to wake up the whole neighborhood to get a push start so you can go to work or go to school. It's not a blessing. Right. You're just inconveniencing yourself. Mm-hmm. And God does not want you to uh, just inconvenience yourself thinking you're being spiritual. Right. Here's what you can do if you want to be spiritual. Believe God for more Amen. so that you can be a blessing, so that you can pay school fees to, you know, to for 100 people. kids, so, you, so that you can feed uh, people in your community, so that you can preach the gospel and empower people who are preaching the gospel. Now you can be a blessing. Amen. We want to be the can blessing, be not, the re- not the receiver. Now, can God look after us as we look after others? And, uh, you know, the Good Samaritan is a good example of that. Yeah. The Good Samaritan had money. He had in, an equivalent nowadays. He would have had, a, you know, some sort of vehicle like an SUV or, a, you know, a, 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 some sort of vehicle to, to put the van in. Then he took him to a hotel, paid his hotel fees, paid his food, paid his hotel fees. He had to have money to be able to help him. Right. Without money, he couldn't have helped him as much. Hmm. He maybe could have given him a hug. And, and said, they're there, but he yeah. couldn't have actually empowered him. Or send some prayers. Send prayers. He couldn't have empowered him. We need money to empower people and to help people. It, and it's interesting that after he took him to the physicians, he said, you know, make sure this guy gets well, yeah. and uh, I'll take care of whatever. Whatever it is. Whatever the bill is. I'll take care of it. I mean, he's a prosperous man. He swiped his, he's like he swiped his, <laughs> uh, his, his credit cards, and I'll just pay for it all. No I problem. mean, this man was blessed. Margaret Thatcher... Yeah. She was the Prime Minister of England. Yeah. Of England. Yeah. She said something. She made a commentary she about... Said, about. She the, said if the Good Samaritan had no money, he wouldn't have even made it in the Bible. He wouldn't have even been mentioned in the Bible. Wow. It's his money that enabled him to help him. Now, he had... I believe, you know, a lot of people think, we've had money, it'll make me greedy. No, whatever's in your heart will be amplified. And I believe most people who love the Lord have already got that generosity. They already want to help people. And when they have extra money, they can help more people and be more successful in helping people. Come on. So really the true purpose of prosperity is to be able to abound to every good work. Come on. To be able to help more people, to be able to change nations, change cities, change your neighborhood, being to help people. I believe it's, it's giving, giving to your local church where you're fed, giving to ministries and, and partnering with ministries, being able to, to, uh, to help benevolently your friends and family who need it, genuine cases right. and things like that, uh, being able to give to your family. There's so many other uses for it. The actual consumer part of it is just so small, it's like it's, it's not even an issue. When you, when you focus on the, on the kingdom, then the other things will just be added to you. Come on, in the same chapter, Luke 12, we hear of another story of a gentleman who was about to get a bumper harvest. He built some barns. <laughs> this man said, you know, and Jesus said, beware of covetousness. Yeah. And he said, and, and he said you know, there's this man who, who he had such great crops. His ground was so fertile that he thought, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to build bigger barns and store even more. There's nothing wrong with storing. There's right. nothing wrong with saving money and storing. Right. In fact, it's very godly. Yep. I believe it's Deuteronomy 28.8. says he'll bless your storehouses. Come on. So it's good to have storehouses. It's good to have savings and things like that. But if we try and make that our focus, this guy, he ripped his barns down. He said, I'm going to build bigger barns. Yeah. And what happens was he died that night. Yeah. Now, God didn't kill him. You didn't. But he, he just so happened, happened to die on the day he was planning to hoard. I know. And the point is, is what happened to all his stuff? 
No, you know, he didn't Somebody get any of it. He didn't get any it. of it. Yeah. What he should have done was, is he should have given away. And if he'd given that away, kept what he had, but get, you know, kept uh, storage uh, enough for him, but then also gave away, he would have been much more happy. He would have been much more successful and he would have a, a long, fruitful life. I feel like you should have read Second Corinthians 9 and right. applied it. Amen. You know, it says, then you'll have an abundance yeah. to be a blessings, then you'll abound unto every good work. Amen. So th- that right there, the scripture tells us what to do when, whenever we have extra. Amen. You know, we should use it to be a blessing. He had to extra, but he didn't, he didn't bless other people. Yeah, just, you wanted it too hard. And, and you're right, Tafari, you can't, there's only so much you consume. Just like your analogy with the restaurant, which is a great analogy, all you can eat, there's only so much you can consume. Yeah. But when you turn it around and help others, yeah. there's I mean, so could, much more you can you do. You could change a town Come doing on. that. You can change a nation doing that. Yeah. You can change a continent. So it's really got to be about, you know, God said to Abraham in Genesis 12, I'm going to bless you and make your name great and make you a blessing. And I think when we receive the blessing of God, you know, uh, Proverbs 10:22, the blessing of the Lord makes one rich. When we receive those blessings, then we can bless others. Come on. And I'm telling you, it will make, make a great name for the Lord if when we start blessing others. People don't care how much you know yeah. until they know how much you care. Come on. And we can care for people by helping them financially and, and help. You know, we've done things like we bought someone a vehicle once, a, a young family, their right. car, car broke down, bought a vehicle. Guess what? All they want to talk about is Jesus and about wow. the gospel. And because now now these Christians were showing love to them. Hmm. So there's so much we can do with money. Money money's a tool. Come on. Money's just a tool, like a wrench, and you can use it to fix things and to help people and to do things. Hmm. But the minute we start to worship the money, the minute we start to idolize the money, it's all out of whack. It doesn't wow. work. Money makes a great servant, but a terrible master. And Man, we need to be powerful. telling money what to do instead of money telling us what to do. We need to use money like a tool. Hmm. And if you was a mechanic to file and you, you started loving your tools and, oh, these wrenches are, are beautiful, yeah. which you think that's crazy. That's crazy. But you like what your tools can do. Come on. So we like what money can do, but we never focus on the money. That's powerful. And I remember I had a challenge with that, you know, because, you know, of, of growing up in abject poverty, mm. I had to have a, a, a renewing of the mind when it comes to finances to realize that, you know, uh, money is not everything. A lot of people actually think that you only uh, uh, have the love of money when you have an abundance of it. Man, I didn't have any, but man, all I was thinking about was, was money. money. You know what I mean? Usually, yeah. those without money want all more. I, thinking, yeah. I mean, I would wake up in the morning. What are you thinking about? I'm thinking yeah. about money. Do you have some? No, I don't. And so it true. took me a little bit of time to realize that you know I have to have a, a change of of thinking around finances. And uh, focus more on just being a blessing. Be obsessed with the ultimate goal yeah. of, of, of finances, which is being a blessing. I shared an example, uh, an analogy, you know, at the minister's uh, uh, meeting uh, about, you know, getting on a plane to go somewhere, you know, your destination to I go like to that. Hawaii. I like that. And uh, while you're on the air, you know, when you reach the cruising altitude, they give you all kinds of nice things. And Billy Ebert was telling us how his chair turns into a bed, then you get pajamas and you get to I eat when you want it. to. You did? I've experienced it. It's a different <laughs> world to fly. It's, yeah. it's a great way to fly. When but he told me that, I was like, now I know the reason why they closed the curtain. And they closed that curtain. They don't let you see the other they side. They don't let you see it because it would be a riot. I mean, I'm telling you, we World War Three. Just but however good that flight is, however, however, however nice it is, whatever good food they give you or, or even a bed they give you, the point that's isn't not the, the reason. The reason on the plane is to get to the destination. To, and the destination for prosperity, it doesn't matter how good consumption get, and it will get good. Mm-hmm. God will supply you in a nice car, Amen. Uh, a nice house. He's El Shaddai, not El Shaddai. He's going to give Shaddai. you good food. He's gonna, Amen. Man, he's going to take care of you. Amen. But it doesn't matter how good it gets, that's not the purpose. The Amen. why is to get to that 
destination. Amen. And I believe, you know, for our listeners, business people, um, people that are just out in the marketplace, you know, uh, making money, which is godly. Um, I feel like if we could have just a, a, a slight adjustment in our thinking from just making it all about consumption to where we're thinking about how uh, we can be a blessing, how we can believe God for more uh, so we can do more in our communities, in our churches, and in ministries that are changing people uh, all over the world. Um, I feel like we can start taking advantage of the, the greater infinite grace of prosperity that's Amen. available. Amen. You know, and I think we will see a greater manifestation of that. That's a great word. Amen. I totally believe that. Praise awesome. God. Praise God. Well, we've reached the end of uh, this podcast. And thank you so much, Ashley, for making yourself, uh, availing yourself uh, to be on this podcast. So I know this is going to bless someone. It's going to encourage someone. Amen. And uh, we love you and uh, Kali. And uh, every time you come out to the continent of Africa to make a deposit, we don't take it lightly. It's a blessing. Thank you. And Terra Des Ministries I love is doing, doing a lot for us. And thank we're you. just so grateful to God. Thank you. I know we're out of time. Can I pray for your listeners? Oh, please. Father God, I thank you, Lord. It's your thank will you, for every one of us to prosper mm. and to be a blessing. And right now, I, I, I pray for every listener, every viewer today. I thank you, Lord, that they're having this mind renewal, just like Tafara did, of realizing it's not about them and, and their, uh, what they can consume, but it's about how they can bless others. And I thank you, Lord, for prosperity and true increase, God's way, is coming upon every listener right now. Mm. And whatever they do in their day-to-day, they're going to see increase in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, thank you guys for tuning in. God bless you. And until next time, bye-bye. Bye. Bye. We hope this message has been a blessing to you. Thank you for listening. To find out more about how you can become a partner, visit faithhill.tv today. (laughs) 